If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At the end of the day, the real bottom line is, when do you get the majority, the overwhelming majority of the population vaccinated so you can get that umbrella of herd immunity? I believe if we're efficient about it and we convince people to get vaccinated, we can accomplish that by the end of the second quarter of 2021, namely by the end of the uh, late spring, early summer. You know, I'm pretty optimistic about this. If we've got to get to 70% to get herd immunity where we drive this virus, you know, away and life gets back to normal and 60% right now say they're willing to get it, we only got to get 10 more percent of people to sign on to the thing to get the herd immunity. Or if 10% of people just catch it and get the immunity naturally. I was going to say, I'm I'm not up on the current thinking on if you've had it and gotten over it, um, how immune you are. I know they say a severe case gives you more immunity than a mild case. At least I think that's up to date. But anyway, your point is is well taken. We'll be very, very close. So you, 15 to 20% of you, never get vaccines for anything? All right. Free ride, free riders, huh? Freeloaders. I think we can uh, we can get there without you. I'm going to request a payment or at least a tip for using my uh, immune system. It's almost hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of like just going anywhere and doing anything. <laughs> it's been so long. Just like we're all just going to go somewhere and not worry about it. There'll be a big crowd. Walk into a restaurant and eat. Go over here. Just whatever we want. High five a stranger. <laughs> Sounds crazy right now. I, I I know you have a personal space the size of the Hudson Bay, which I, I respect. But mm. the idea of just sh- meeting someone new and shaking their hand, or you know, putting your arm around the shoulder of a troubled friend without fearing the freaking vid, be awfully nice. You can well, you can see the effect this is having on people. 
which could bring me to my next story. But, Michael, did you have a comment? Sorry, I jumped No, uh, I was just going to say it's going to be weird getting used to how crowded things really were, you know? I don't, I don't know if it is. Go- I, I wonder how weird it's going to be or how long it's going to take to get back to it or if it'll be like a light switch. It'll be like we, we slide right back into normal quite easily. And it's like, wow, that was weird. Long we go with our lives. I wonder. Number one thing you really want to do that you can't do right now. Anything leap to mind? Take my kids somewhere fun. Yeah, I that's it number that. one for me. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere the kids will have fun and have their spirits lifted. For me, I just want to go to a ball game. I just, I just want to sit there with a beer in hand, perhaps. I just want to call somewhere. some millionaire a bum from the stands. Exactly. I don't care if it's double A or triple A or, or college ball or something. I just want to go watch a baseball game in person. Anyway, mine's like a happy hour thing. I just want to go. Oh yeah, eat like I some, can believe that. Some five dollars barbecue sliders and a cheap beer or something, you know, and, and that, shoot the bill with your bu- uh, the bull with your buddies, and yeah. maybe you make eyes at the cute girl across the way. Yeah, why not? If I had eyes like yours, I'd do that all day. You are dreamy. <laughs> oh, anyway, geez. where were we? This turned weird. Do I need to contact HR? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, let's see. I am HR. <laughs> A couple of stories about the interwebs being used for good, not evil. It's a rarity, but uh, here are a couple of alleged porch pirates. Arr! Yar, they were identified by their eye patches and their parrots. Now, there are a couple of just scumbags, and I tell you what, I'm not a violent man. I do not believe in extra judgy punishments for anybody. But somebody especially at Christmas time, who's stealing oh, packages yeah. off the porch. Man, if you catch them and beat them down, maybe somebody else will uh, hammer I'll, you for it, but it's not going to be me. I'll look the other way. Yeah, exactly. What'd you have, fall? But uh, see what happened in this town. Arr, I'm a porch pirate. <laughs> I see you got some printer cartridges. Came from FedEx. Arr, booty. <laughs> you are looking for oranges to help with me scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> So, porch pirates actually suffer the same illnesses as regular pirates. Why don't you two just let me know when you're done, (laughs) and I'll continue the story. Now, where this is isn't actually important, but enough people had the the high-tech doorbells or the... the, um, the security cameras, I'd, I would go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, but um, and posted the footage of these, uh, these uh, porch pirates that the coppers said, okay, we know what we're looking for. Um, I'm not sure if anybody caught a license plate, but the local cops were on the lookout for that car thanks to social media posts, and, and they nabbed these people and busted them. Hmm. And, I, and I would hope turned them over to the homeowners and, uh, and turned her back for 30 seconds. Oh, boy. That's, uh, that's probably not uh, cool. Probably not cool. Probably not constitutional. Speaking of shipping things, somebody texted, went to the post office to send a small package yesterday. You can't use the stamp machine anymore. What? That function is closed, so everybody has, I guess, because of it. So everybody's got to stand in a long line. And talk face-to-face with somebody. Granted, with masks, but... Seems more dangerous. It does. It does. You know, I just... Is that a relic of when we thought we could catch it from surfaces? I think so. You still can... But I just somebody sent us an article. You guys are talking about how playgrounds are safe for kids. Well, here's a study, and the study said, yeah, the thing can be infectious under perfect conditions for X amount of time. Blah blah blah. But can you get a big enough dose of it to make you sick? I'd personally rather use the stamp machine and then wash my hands than stand in line for a half an hour in a closed room. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another uh, story about the interwebs doing good, not harm. 
Um, and this this is very serious, but really interesting. Um, this uh, this piece from Wired.com, Grace Huckins wrote it, and it's pretty good. You know, well done, Grace. She said, it's easy to do bad things with Facebook data, from targeting ads for bizarrely specific T-shirts to manipulating an electorate. The questionable purposes to which the social media behemoth can be put are numerous, but there are some people trying to use Facebook for good. On December 3rd, a group of researchers reported that they had managed to predict psychiatric diagnoses with Facebook data using messages sent up to 18 months before a user received an official diagnosis. Team worked with 223 volunteers who all gave the researchers access to their personal Facebook messages using an artificial intelligence algorithm. The researchers leveraged uh, attributes extracted from the messages, in other words, what was said, the pictures, etc., as well as Facebook photos uh, each had posted to predict whether they had a mood disorder, like bipolar depression, a schizophrenia spectrum disorder, or no mental health issues. According to the results, swear words were indicative of mental illness in general. Really? Well, not, not a clear indicator, but, you know, a piece of evidence. In perception words like see, feel, hear, and words related to negative emotions were indicative of schizophrenia. This is grossly oversimplified, so don't get hung up on it. But, and in photos, more bluish colors were associated with mood disorders. Uh, and then they you know, it went on and on and on. And they had an amazing success rate of diagnosing people who had problems. And again, the headline said, or the opening paragraph said, uh, up to 18 months before there was an official diagnosis. These scientists said, hey, that that guy is troubled. Of course, you know, we get enough messages from troubled people. We could probably figure it out, too. But I thought that was interesting. Data mining Facebook posts and diagnosing a mental problem. That's not surprising to me. I mean, we uh, I've been saying for years, one thing I learned about being in the being on the radio is there are way more crazy people than you think there are. Yeah, yeah. This uh, Michael Birnbaum, assistant professor at a medical school in New York who led the study, believes this sort of AI tool could make an enormous difference in the treatment of psychiatric illnesses. We now understand this idea that cancer has many different stages. If you catch cancer at stage one, it's drastically different than if you catch it once it metastasizes. In psychiatry, we have a tendency to start working with people once it's already metastasized, Mm. but there's the potential to catch people earlier. So if you want to know more about this, because it really is pretty thought provoking, uh, maybe privacy invading. There are ethical questions here, but we'll post the article for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Under hot links, hot links, the uh, vaccine is out and they're giving people shots. And so they're going to approve another one. So we'll have a couple of choices to uh, to choose from before covid. The record for the fastest vaccine development was which was for mumps was four years, it took four years, and that was the previous record for. Oh my God, that was fast. Mm-hmm. This one we did in what amount of time? How many months? Eight months? Don't most people say ten? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Slightly disingenuous because they have been working on COVID vaccines for a long time. Uh, so the right. the quick turnaround was largely built on the work based on you know COVID's one through eighteen. Right. Sloppy uh, terms. N- not only that, but I learned the other day listening to a White House press conference that they have this technology platform, uh, something or other platform technology where they now understand how to make vaccines, and all you have to do is plug in the genetic data for this bug. 
and uh, and the computers essentially churn out, okay, you need this for a vaccine. And it worked, well, as far as we can tell right now, it worked brilliantly. Yeah, so the, the point, I think, remains the same, that it is a remarkable turnaround. But the whole, they, they didn't start working on this vaccine in March. Right, the yeah. technologies have been yeah. emerging, yeah. Um, so there was a graph that was making the rounds on the social media yesterday, looking at all the countries in the world and what countries sleep the most, work the most, do the most housework, uh, spend the most time on TV and radio every day, spend the most time eating every day, Hmm. spend the most time on education every day. And some of the real results are kind of entertaining where the United States fits into that different lifestyles for uh, some of its cultural. Some of it is the government forcing you. Some of it's being super poor, I'd imagine. I'm okay. just thinking about like work hours, for instance. Um, what's uh, the one that was the closest to me was sleep. The sleep doesn't vary a whole lot. Taking a nap. I've heard many times that Americans don't get enough sleep. Yeah, I don't think we probably do. But the average didn't vary a whole lot. It was all in the eight hours ish. Yeah. Well, we're all the same species. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. You nailed it down right there. We're all the same animal. Yeah, I'm an amateur anthropologist. How many hours of sleep, uh, sleep does a dog get? Seems like my pugs sleep a good 20 hours a day. Baxi seems content to take a nap always. <laughs> yeah, I could. I wonder if I could. Relatable. I feel like I could. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I want to. Yeah, I don't know if I could. Yeah. On the other hand, dogs are amazing. Their sleep is so shallow. I yeah, mean, they'll be yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, what? Huh? What? Huh? What's going on? That's probably part of why they sleep so much because they're they're on they're, they're they're not doing the deep sleep. Most of yes, time. they're on yeah. alert. Whereas I'm deep sleep. You can come in my house and fire a gun. Exactly. Right. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Variety of those things from the the list of uh, various countries and habits and all that sort of thing and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Bells will be ringing This sad, sad news Oh, what a Christmas To have the blues My baby's gone In China, people in power don't have to answer questions, so neither does Joe Biden. Just last year, a voter brought up the Biden family's corruption during a town hall event, and Joe Biden responded by calling the man fat and challenging him to a push-up contest, just like the Chinese do. Just this Friday, an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal pointed out that Joe Biden's wife, Dr. Jill Biden, isn't actually a real doctor. Sorry, she's not going to be treating your high blood pressure. Dr. Jill Biden has the very same degree as Dr. Bill Cosby does, which is one degree from Dr. Pepper. <laughs> but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Oh, he insulted his old lady. There is really no need for that from Tucker Carlson. That was, that was snarky. It got a laugh out of me. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Which oh, is boy. just one degree ahead of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I think when he says it in his really angry voice, too. Which um, is kind of funny. Uh, Everybody's so adamant these days. Yeah. Adamant's hot. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was gonna. Hit. You only get get one go around. You don't want to spend the entire time mad. Who am I to tell you how to live? We're taking a little vacation time, and I'm looking forward to doing some long form reading of something that's got nothing to do with, uh, you know, current events. I, I hope my little gnat on meth attention span uh, can handle that. <laughs> I would love to. Uh, didn't do this story yesterday. A woman who plunged to their death, do, trying to get the perfect selfie. This is a common one. Awful story. 
An Australian woman, a mom, 38 years old, plunged to her death in front of her husband and two sons. Great Scott. She climbed over the railing at some famous cliff. Uh, even though there's signs there that say, please do not climb over the railings. And people have fallen from there before, but she wanted to get the perfect selfie. She climbed over the railing, got close to it, and fell right in front of her husband and kids. Great Scott. Isn't that awful? Did, did she get it, though? The perfect selfie? Yeah. I don't know. She may have. Oh, boy. Isn't that oh, terrible? Golly. Yeah, you know, I've always taken a... Uh, unsympathetic view of people who do that and go that way. You get a little, you throw a little Darwin talk in. I've heard you. I generally do. Dismissive How's Darwin the herd? Talk? Is the herd worse or is the herd stronger? On the other hand, in front of the, the family. Oh, God dang Come it. on now. Oh. You got a beating heart, you got a feel for those The folks. impact that would have on you for the rest of your life. Fence is there for a reason. Although, you know, again, I'm a libertarian. If you would like to take risks that the government wants you to not take, and you are prepared to deal with the consequences, be they positive or negative. I have no problem with that. Well, when we It's were... when I and my tax dollars have to pay for your consequences, for instance, becoming a junkie. That's when it bothers me. When we were at the Grand Canyon, uh, everybody was climbing over the little barriers and getting pictures, including my own family. There's a guy out on the rocks at the top of Yosemite Falls once. Um, he's trying to get that picture. He's a foreign man. He spoke with a thick accent. Might have been as the Germans. Um, I could barely watch, though, because those rocks are infamously sl- slippery. And people go over to those falls all the time. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm about to see a guy plunge to his death. Turns out he, he made it back to, uh, you know, the mainland. But what am- I'm not going to scream, go, get down, get down. Number one, that'd probably freak him out, make him nervous, and then he would go over the falls. He'd turn quickly. What? Whoa! Ah! Ooh! <laughs> so you got to be careful. So a chart of all the countries in the world in a bunch of different uh, categories of who does what the most. Who sleeps the most? South Africans. 553 minutes, which comes out to a little over nine hours a day. Nine? Oh, my. That's your South They're Africans. Tired people. Uh, who, who does the most paid work? A lot of these are not going to be surprising. Who does the most paid work? Japan, 326 minutes a day. Housework, Mexico at 187 hours a day. Hey, can you do me a favor? Uh, Japan's 327, you said? Uh-huh. What's the U.S.? Just I don't know. Compare. I'd have to look. Um, uh, who spends the most time on TV and radio? The United States. Yes, especially radio. 148 minutes a day. Podcast. We like to get weather and sports together mm. on the 10s. Or the 8s. Let's not fight. More than any other country. Right. Who spends the most time eating every day? France. Not surprising, really. Wow. They're, they're a sit-around at a cafe and eat sort of country. So that cliche has some truth. Who spends the most time on education every day? Also not surprising, South Korea, with almost an hour a day. Huh. They, they drive themselves to suicide over that sort of thing. An hour a day? Uh, I guess outside of school? Well, that's adults, I think. Not, yeah, not maybe, children. Yeah. maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah. And then Spain spends the most time on sports every day at 42 minutes. Way to go, Spaniards. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holiday to you. Russian hackers are inside multiple U.S. government networks, monitoring communications and siphoning off information, and they have been there for months. So far, the departments of Homeland, Treasury, and Commerce have been compromised, but there is concern other agencies have been infiltrated too. The breaches are connected to a hack on SolarWinds, a major U.S. cybersecurity company. The hack was embedded in its new security update on its trusted Orion software. Among the government bodies that use this tool are all five branches of the military, the Pentagon, State, Justice, NASA, NSA, and the FBI, not to mention hundreds of thousands of private companies and other governments around the world. Well, other than the fact that Russian hackers were inside all five branches of the military, the Pentagon, and the FBI, and... Almost all the Fortune 500 com- companies and thousands of others. Good Lord. Uh, the significance of this is growing day by day. The, the scope of what we realize happened here. It is now looking like it might end up being the most consequential cyber attack in U.S. history. They were bumping around inside the computer systems of all these organizations you just heard about for nine Months. Great Scott. And it Undetected. was detected. And it wasn't a destruction operation. It was a 
espionage operation. So the idea was we're going to gather as much information we can until we get caught. I'm guessing that people that are really good at this, like these people appear to be, get a lot of information in nine months. Oh, my gosh. swimming around the Pentagon, all the branches of the military, the FBI, and all these companies. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, I heard it described as classic quiet spycraft. Just lay low, suck information, don't do anything, because don't blow it, because... It's, it's it's such an incredible opportunity, Ivan, up in our computers and such. How did they get in? A software patch. The New York Times reports today that hackers believed to be working for Russia compromised a software update from SolarWinds, as you just heard. And that's how they got in. Um, and they got into the Department of Homeland Security, whose job it is to stop this sort of thing around the country. And they got into the Department of Homeland Security and were bouncing around on their computers for nine months. Well, you, your, your cybersecurity companies that got hacked. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was, you know, some jackass at the Department of Labor clicked on the link that says you want a million dollars. I mean, so the fact that hackers hacked the anti-hacker companies, that's so embarrassing. When U.S. official told Politico we're dealing with something of a scale that I don't think we've ever had to deal with before. It is funny. Day one, the story seemed like, oh, wow, that sounds bad, but then nobody's saying much. And I think more and more officials are more and more willing to admit to the scope of this and the damage done. So is that your opinion that you think this could be number one? Or are you no, quoting somebody? I'm or? quoting the, 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 the official who told Politico. Mm. Well, I, it's hard to imagine what would be bigger. I mean, when all those CIA uh, spies' names got released, that was bad, obviously. Obvi- obviously, the the hacking that led to um, all of the Julian Assange stuff and NSA and everything like that, that, that was big. But that was, that, that was a lot of domestic stuff, too. You know, when all those cables came out and all the communications between our, our diplomats and their diplomats were laid mm-hmm. bare to the world, but... Then there was the uh, Sony hack, which was just good gossip. But all those organizations we just mentioned, the Pentagon, all branches of the military, the Department of Homeland Security, and the length of it for nine months of ooching around in there, figuring out what they can grab. Oh, my God, that's horrifying. I have a feeling we'll never know the true extent of this. Of course not. Because they would have to reveal... I mean, for instance, I find myself wondering, okay, do they now have the designs to all of our stealth aircraft? Well, then they'd have to make clear what sort of information is where and which is in other places and the rest. And, you know, I, I, my clearance is none. I have none. Um, but, but I wonder. Well, no, I don't wonder. I know they will never admit the full extent of this, but it sounds like it was disastrous. And uh, the piece that I mentioned earlier about um, how we still haven't figured out a way to, to treat these. Uh, oh, yeah. Response-wise, uh, these aggressions. These aggressions will not stand, man. Do we treat these like a military attack? If another country had uh, blown up one of our buildings, done way less damage, mm-hmm. we would be sending bombers to their country right now. Sure. Can you even conceive of putting a dollar figure on this attack, for instance? No. It, it, would, no be, it would be enormous. It would be a mind-boggling amount of money, judging from what they've admitted so far. Yeah. And so if somebody, uh, you know, if Vlad Putin, not somebody, Putin, were to say, hey, uh, get all your people out of Cape Canaveral or, or uh, Fort Hood or something like that. You got 24 hours, then we're going to bomb it to the ground. 
We wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Boy, that Russian attack was something, wasn't it? Completely destroyed all those buildings and those airfields. Wow. No, the the, the, the klaxons would be going off. There would be fighter squadrons scrambled, and the Marines would be going to DEFCON 1. It's interesting. We're, we haven't caught up to modern warfare. No. I, I hope we're doing more than we're aware of. I hope we're just, like, blasting all these countries with cyber attacks, that, and they, they don't tell us about them because it would be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I hope that's what we're doing. I've got a little more on the response in just a second, but... There's something you can do for your own life to protect yourself. Heck yeah, on a personal security level, you really ought to have a Simply Safe home security system. Simply Hate Simply Safe home security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection, break-ins, fire, flooding, medical emergencies. They cover it all with an arsenal of cameras and sensors and the best professional monitors in the business. As we keep mentioning, they have one of a lot of awards. It's a really, really great security system. The fact that you can set it up in 30 minutes yourself is awesome, and it means you could get it done before Christmas. And this time of year, unfortunately, a lot of people get their homes broken into. Right now, our listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase the Simply Safe system just by going to simplysafe.com slash armstrong. Camera footage is great, too. Porch pirates bothering your neighborhood, you're going to see their face. Uh, really good images. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. It's a 60-day risk-free trial again, so there's nothing to lose. Visit SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong for the information and order of this thing. Do it. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Some intelligence official told the dispatch, it's like is always true with attacks. Adversaries only have to be right once, and you've got to be right every time to stop these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um. But figuring out the proper scale of response is something that the modern world still hasn't figured out. Is this... Uh, I know we announced several years ago that we are going to treat cyber attacks the same as any other military attack, but clearly we do not. Not yet. I'm reminded that in 2016, the Russians were doing their best to hack into state uh, voter roll systems. Not the actual voting that was grossly overstated to make an excuse for Hillary losing because she was the worst candidate ever. But um, if they could successfully drop 10, 15, 20% of the registered voters, you know, three days before quote unquote election day, which I wish we'd go back to election day, not election six weeks or whatever. But um, can you imagine the damage that would do to our faith in the outcome of the election? We would have to rehold the election, wouldn't we? Six yeah. months later, something like that. I think so. I um, mean, especially, and, and Putin's not an idiot, he would target the swing states. So all of a sudden, 15% of the voters in Wisconsin, they don't exist anymore. They're not registered. We've talked to experts before, and I always ask the same question. And so the answers over the years have been more or less that China, uh, Russia, <coughs> I don't know who else. But they're on an even playing field with us when it comes to the cyber stuff. Whereas we probably yeah. we have been miles ahead in conventional warfare. Unfortunately, that gap is closing with China. But with everybody else, we're so far ahead. Why don't we take advantage of the stuff where we're so way ahead? You launch an attack like this, we do the old-fashioned sort of, okay, you just lost you know five buildings in your government. They're rubble. Would the world really look at that as an, 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 an an escalation. A not proportional response? Yeah, I think so. It's weird how we have this. I have more weirdly placed anger towards if somebody breaks into my car and steals something than if they hacked into my computer and stole something of more value. Hmm. Why is that? Less personal threat? I, I guess. Less I, physical threat? I feel less violated. Well, you could certainly 
You just, could you could take five thousand dollars off of my out of my account with mm-hmm. a hack. Yeah, and I would feel less violated than if you broke into my car and stole something much less valuable. Yeah, certainly true. if you broke into my house. True, it's got to be just your animal reaction to having been uh, your personal space violated. Somebody came into your cave, stole your favorite rock. I actually live in a cave. That's not a like euphemism. My apologies. I, I didn't mean to make light of it. Uh, it would make perfect logical sense if we were to say, yeah, it's Fancy Bear, which, again, is the worst name of an espionage unit in the history of espionage. Seems like a guy you'd meet at a Greyhound station. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy's it's, it's his screen name on Grinder. Anyway, so uh, Fancy Bear is guilty. We've figured it out. We're certain of it. We are going to take out the highway between Moscow and, uh, and St. Petersburg, which they call, what, Leningrad now? I can't remember. I don't know much about Russia. I shouldn't know more. Um, but, yeah, we're going to take out a billion dollars worth of your highway. Tell your people to get off the highway. We're bombing it. Um, and that, if you were to be coldly logical, that would be a perfectly proportionate response. But I don't think the world would see it that way. No. One final note on this from me. Russia is mostly an annoyance geopolitically. Bit of a challenge in Europe, but probably not much more than that. Probably. You never know. But they could certainly sell whatever they wanted to the Chinese. And the Chinese are a geopolitical monster. Um, And I'm sure China's a little jealous of Russia that they got in. Nasty hack, though. Nasty. I'd say. Take out their highway, I'm telling you. Hey, Vlad, how do you like this? Kerblooey, kerblooey. Hey, Fancy Bear, you still feeling so fancy? Not so fancy now, are you? Your huh? hole of smoke and rubble? Huh? <laughs> fancy Bear? Fancy Bear, the one who rides the bike at the uh, circus, got a hat on, smokes a cigar. Did we one. name him or did he name himself? Who? S- fancy Bear. It's not a he, it's a them. Well, yeah. Oh uh, No, I think that's, what, that's its code name out of Russia. Okay. So we didn't come up with the name. Yeah, we just figured it out. We probably hacked them. Okay. Counter hack. I'm going to say, who calls themselves Fancy Bear? Uh, you want to sound tougher than that. You want to be Mr. Black. I mean, you want to... Everybody wants to be Mr. Black. I want a cool name. I don't want to be called... I know what I'll put... I'll do is strike the terror in the, the hearts of men around the world, and I'll call myself Fancy Bear. No, yeah. not good. No, no. <laughs> the history of the world is conflict. You get these brief windows where it settles down for a while. Enjoy the heck out of them, because it won't last. You just hope it stays contained. Well, you want to have the best weapon, and somebody always yes. comes up with a new weapon. So you, uh, you, you build castles, and hey, you just dominate the world for a while until somebody come up with ladders. Oh well, hey, well, no, our walls are no good anymore. They put a ladder up there. Then you come up with the whole boiling oil thing that you pour down on top Joe, of them, and then all of a sudden the ladders ouchie. don't do any good. Yeah, it just keeps going back and forth. Uh, build schools, not tanks. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah, dope. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Dobbins on his right hip, in the shotgun, he takes the snap, back to pass, he rolls right, he's throwing down the field, and it is caught, Marquise Brown's got it, and he's going to go in for a touchdown! 
football on Monday night. Ravens beat the Browns 42-35 in a stunning play, and apparently the quarterback, who I don't know his name is, who left, Lamar the, Jackson. Who left the game with cramps, the, the rumor is that he left with uh, 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 intestinal difficulties. The, the Gallopatrots. Oh, really? It yeah. uh, struck him. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I've never had that happen as a young man to where I would have to. <laughs> you know, this is... I, I've never, I don't think I've ever told this story. I might have. When I was a youth, I was a young hockey player. Oh, boy. I don't know. And I, is this, have you run this, like, have you listened to this in your head before you say it out loud? <laughs> I'm sure it's great. Keep going, Joe. I lived for Saturdays because we played on Saturdays. I lived for it. And, uh, I was, uh, I happened to be sleeping over at a friend's house, but, uh, Friday uh, afternoon, I developed the Montezuma's Revenge, and Saturday it was still going strong. And I was pleading with my parents that it would be fine, <laughs> and they they had to tell me it's funny because it was so disappointing. It stuck in my head. I was probably eight years old. Um, they said, "No, you're not. Think about how long it takes off, how long it takes to take off a hockey uniform and pads." <laughs> If you need, you got to skate from the bench, across the ice, into the locker room. Take off your jersey. Take off your shoulder pads. Then your suspenders. Then your hockey pants. Then your socks. And then, no, son. Next Saturday, you play next Saturday. Wow. It's probably a good move, too. You don't want to, you don't want to have that problem on the ice. You didn't want it bad enough. No. You should be willing to poop yourself. (laughs) If you had that problem on hockey ice. Oh. It, it it would not be a secret. No. No. It's a sickener. It is a sickener. I'm sorry I brought it up. Moving along. Did you have something else you were trying to say no. before I move on to the no. <laughs> <laughs> A bipartisan group of senators, well, according to Politico.com, finally hit pay dirt in its long-running coronavirus relief negotiations may provide a pathway to a deal that has eluded Congress for months. That's one way to put it. Or, you know, one party in particular has refused to give the working people of America what they need to get even more. But roughly a dozen centrist senators presented their much-anticipated product on Monday afternoon in two pieces. A $748 billion package boosting education, vaccine, transportation, and other funding. And a more controversial $160 billion add-on of state and local funding married with a short-term liability shield for employers. Um, it does not say anything about uh, unemployment or direct cash or anything like that. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Patty uh, Murray, Democrat of Washington, who's the number three Democratic leader. I got to admit, I didn't even know that. Uh, like other Democrats, is still pushing for more money for states and cities. Um, but they think this will actually pass. Uh, it, it's much more promising than anything that's come before it. Um, I'm seeing if there's anything they mention about you know any relief for waiters and waitresses and. And, you know, service workers and and everybody who's unemployed. Um, I'm not seeing it. Not seeing it. Boy, these people are so divorced from the real world, a lot of them. Um, okay, I'm sorry. It's funny. You'd think you'd have mentioned this in the first paragraph, but I think Beltway wonk journalists are guilty of the same thing. I just accused politicians of being out of touch. Um, here it is, finally. The uh, $748 billion bipartisan Senate proposal includes an extension of current unemployment assistance for 16 weeks. 
with $300 in additional weekly unemployment benefits, $300 billion in small business relief, and $16 billion for coronavirus testing and vaccine distribution. Also, billions of dollars more in funding for emergency food assistance, education funding and relief for airlines, Amtrak, and public transit. Uh, progress. Pelosi wouldn't say Monday whether she's open to dropping Democrats' uh, demands for additional state and local funding. I uh, very much support state and local. <laughs> she cackled. <laughs> like a witch. It's a, you know what? I almost said it's astonishing. It's not the least bit astonishing. It's, in fact, it's the least astonishing thing ever. When you're talking about an institution that has a 9% approval rating. If I were an idiot, it would be astonishing that they haven't come through for the American people yet. That they can't get, all get together in a room and say, look, we have to come up with something. We know we're going to come up with something. So if we all know we're going to come up with something, like right. it's not an option, let's just do it now. Why don't we not starve America for six months while we posture? Yeah. That's not the way it works. Yeah. Uh, Dixie State University follows the lead of the Dixie Chicks and changes its name. I didn't know in Utah there was a Dixie State University. It's an odd place to have a. Nor did I. Dixie State University. Might be named after somebody. It's been that since 1913. A name applied to uh, the southwestern Utah school. Uh, But uh, too many people felt it was evocative of the South or the Confederacy. Did they really? And can they, well, I don't know, shut up. Anyway, they're changing their name. To Jimmy's College or something. Uh, so, like, the, what, the Dixie Chicks are now just the Chicks? I believe so. Okay. Lady Antebellum is now Lady A? Lady A. That's terrible. That was a bad idea. Yeah, that's bad. bad. Anyway, so there you go. Huh? Winning a little bit every day by day. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.